Welcome to track number 13 of Spiritual Battles. We are grateful in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Second Kings chapter 2. Now this is a story that you all know. Uh, as I've been preaching, you know all that I'm preaching anyway. So... What I'm about to preach is also something that you know about. 2 Kings chapter 2. It came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind. Alright? That Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. Everybody say Gilgal. Gilgal. Okay. Now, Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to where? Bethel. And Elisha said to him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. And the sons of the prophet that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yea. I know it. Hold your peace. (laughs) And Elisha said unto him, Elisha, tarry here. I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Jericho. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. And the sons of the prophet that were at Jericho came to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he answered, yeah, I know it. Hold ye your peace. Elijah said unto him, Tarry, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Jordan. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they too went on. And fifty men of the sons of the prophet went and stood to view afar off. And they too stood by Jordan. Elijah took his mantle, wrapped it together, smote the waters, and they were divided hither and thither. So that they went over on dry ground. And it came to pass when they were gone over. That Elijah said to Elijah. Watch. Ask what I shall do for thee. Before I be taken away from thee. And Elijah said. I pray thee. Let a double portion. Of thy spirit. Be upon me. And he said thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless. If thou see me. When I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire, horses of fire, who parted them both hither, both asunder. And Elijah went up by whirlwind into heaven. And Elijah saw it. He saw the chariot, he saw the horses. He saw them being parted, and he saw Elijah going up in a whirlwind. Elijah saw it and he cried, My father, my father, chariot of Israel, the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and ran them in two pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan 
And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he had also smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither, and Elijah, Elisha went over. Amen. Amen. All right. That's a nice story. Are you feeling sleepy? Okay. Now, the battles continue. It's not over. Till it's over. And it is not yet over. Is that not so? Now, Elijah walks with Elisha until Elisha carries the anointing on a particular day. So the next thing is the battle for the day of your anointing. You see, there is a day and a time where you become anointed. It's like the day that I received the Holy Spirit baptism. There was a day. So brothers and sisters, there is a day of anointing in your life. It is not as vague as you may want it to seem, but there is a day where you become anointed. Yeah. You must fight to see that day. Amen. Whatever battle lies before you, you must win it. You must not retreat. Because a day will surely come when you will become anointed with the anointing that you desire. And in one way or another, mystically, you will fulfill the call of God in your life. You see, there are different kinds of anointing. And you may have an anointing that came from somewhere. But by the time it gets to you, it's modified. And you will do something different from the person who is anointed. If you can cast your mind back. Because if you were to read those books, there will be no need for me to preach at this camp. In the mega church book, we have modified, transferred anointings. This is in the Bible. That Moses had the anointing to teach. Joshua didn't teach even one thing. He didn't teach anything. That's why I say that. You see, in your way, and in the way God has ordained you to be, you will huh, <laughs> become huh, what you are supposed to be on a particular day. You must, you must pray that you see the day of the second mantling. We have the first mantling and the second mantling. The first mantle makes you a servant and makes you work and follow, serve, do a lot of activities. And anybody who sees you would say you are in the ministry. After all, you used to plow. After all, you used to follow cows. Now you are following a prophet. So your work has changed. And everybody who sees you say, ah, you are in the ministry. But there is a day. I, I hope you enjoy this type of thing. Because I enjoy these things. You get it? There is a day when you will actually receive a second mantling. 
the, the anointing comes just as we are reading the Bible. I'm not giving you a philosophy. I, 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 I'm, I'm too young to have philosophies. I'm not qualified to come up with theories. Are you there? Too young for that. I can only tell you things from the Bible. And I'm saying that the first time when the guy threw the mantle, all that he did was to turn Elisha into a servant. But the second time, when the, Elijah went up to heaven and his mantle was left. And he picked it up and he said, Where is the God of Elijah? And he was the third person to divide the Jordan. First person who divided the Jordan was Joshua when he crossed with the tribes of Israel. The second was Elijah when he was crossing with Elisha. And the third was Elisha when he was coming with the double portion. (laughs) Do you enjoy such things? <laughs> yeah, these are the three, and that's why we'll be going when we go on our tour to Israel. One of the places where we are starting, we are starting in Galilee, and then we go to Jordan, and then we come down to Jerusalem. <laughs> we'll be at the Jordan. How many are looking forward to going to being there? Yeah, I know. <laughs> the third person was Elisha when he was crossing over with his booty that he has worked very hard for the double portion I see that double portion coming on your life he has worked very hard for years and years and years for that double portion of anointing huh do you enjoy such things? Yeah, I enjoy such things very much. So you must fight until the day happens. And it will happen. Oh yes. I believe that the day that the Lord anointed me was that day when I was in Suhum. In a little room. With a bed and a table and a chair. And my small red tape recorder. I had been following this man without knowing what I was doing. And you see, when we come to the battle of Gilgal, you'll understand. Because at Gilgal, you'll be pushed aside again. And you have to say, I won't go. (laughs) At Gilgal, you'll be pushed away. And everybody comes to a Gilgal. And if you don't win Gilgal, you will not see the day of Jordan. Are you listening? Yeah. So, I do believe that on that day, in, um, I do believe that uh, the day that I, I received the anointing not the mantle to serve 
at the real anointing was in 1988, July. Yeah. I believe that. In that room, in the middle of the night, when I knelt down on the floor praying. You see, charismatics don't believe that how you are when you pray matters. But I, I do. This is, I pray like this. And I pray, I pray like this. Like this. And then I kneel down. And I pray to God. It matters. Because in the Bible, people knelt down. And God would speak to the prophets and say, See how he humbles himself. Yeah. Go read your Bible. It has an effect. But when I think about it, many things have happened to me when I was on my knees. And I was on my knees that night. Praying. I was not looking for anointing. But I didn't know what anointing was. When we come to the battle of Gilgal, remind me to tell you about this. But I didn't know what I was doing. But I was praying. I've fallen in love with my man. I don't know any bad thing about him. I can't be told any bad thing about him. My mind cannot receive bad things. It doesn't land on my mind. It doesn't stay. It can't stay. And here I am praying. I like the voice. The voice is like music to me. I'm not listening to the voice to hear any message. I know the stories. I know the stories. You see, when Papa Hagen died, his, his children, one of his children came and said that, you hear all those stories that he tells? We also heard them in church. We didn't hear them in the house. And Hagen Jr., he said, you know how many times I've heard those stories? He said it. Do you know how many times we've heard those stories? The same stories. Heard them over and over and over. <laughs> but you like it. Because you like even the sound. Even the, when, when, when Papa Egin is speaking in tongues, I like it. It's nice to me. When people are clapping when he's preaching, I like the clapping. I like everything. You see, my mouth is open. I'm ready to swallow big things. You are still picking and choosing. I don't like this. What is this? What is that? I don't like that. I don't like that. You know? What's this? It was, a, it was dark in the night, about 3 a.m., and I was praying. He has told this story over and over. It was a story about a woman, and it was a story about demons, and how the demons had entered into a woman. He said he saw in the vision that the demons entered. It was a pretty, a pretty pastor's wife. And he said he saw, he saw the spirit going into her. And she left her husband. She ran away from her husband. She went to a hotel room. Following different men. And the Lord took him in a vision. And he was telling the story. And teaching. I still have. I have, those, I have that tape in my bag. I have the tape. Oh yeah. Special. I have it on tape. I have it on see. I have those tapes. I, mean, I, I, I still like them. So I, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed the stories. And I don't know when I listen to something else what will happen to me. So I like listening. (laughs) It's everything. You see, there are three stages to receiving 
and anointing. Don't be offended. I told you already yesterday not to come. What are the three stages? What are the three stages? Do you remember what? Yearning, uh-huh. loving, abandonment, then you receive. Yearning, loving, abandonment, then you receive. I told you I didn't want you to be offended. And I hope you will not be offended by what I'm going to tell you now. Okay? Will you not be offended? Please, please don't be offended. Okay. Now let's take a young girl. Right. Ladies. Ladies, don't be offended. Brothers, don't be offended. We have a young girl. She's yearning. I can't mention anybody's name for this example, so I'll just say a general one. She's yearning for this man. She yearns. She longs. Then she loves the person. Okay? She loves the person. Is that not so? Then after that, because of her great love, she abandons herself. She doesn't even need to wear clothes. She lies down. She opens her legs wide, abandoned. Then she receives something. <laughs> See, I told you not to come. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told you I, I yesterday night I asked people to go. You know? We are we are talking about being abandoned. Abandon yourself. Abandon yourself. Person stand here, so you stand, say lie down here, lie. Dude, you are just this anything. Turn over this way. Come this way. Stand up. Yes, please. Have your way. And what happened? She receives. Oh, you don't understand it. It's too deep, you see. That is the same four steps that leads to you. You see, to receive the semen of somebody, you have to be somebody to get it. You will never get it. It's the most. I can wee wee into a thousand toilets all over the world, but my semen not too easily go there. <laughs> <laughs> What gives life? Only one place is to receive that thing. (laughs) 
I, I know. I know. I know. It may sound something to you, but you yell for the person. You long. Then you love. You love. Then you are. The love is so much. You abandon yourself to the person. With the person, to the person, in the person. And then you receive. (laughs) 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 The same thing with the man of God. You don't yearn. See, this is the thing. You don't yearn. You don't love. And that you are not abandoned in relation to that person. And you never receive. But you will not have it. He may be on you, but not that particular fluid. He will not give that to you. He will give it to somebody else. It will urinate on you, but not the life-containing thing will not be given to be given to a particular place. That's why you can't easily receive anything from Papa Hagen because you don't yearn, you don't love, long and love. You see, by the time the disciples finished, they had a certain love for Jesus. That which we have handled, we have held, we have looked upon. Huh? We have touched it. We are talking about something we know and we feel. That is what we are declaring to you. Something we have interacted with at a, a level. When Papa Hagen died, I was in Kenya. When I had the news, I started crying. I started crying. I was crying. As if my biological father was dead. Yeah. So, you may not yearn and love, fall in love. You see, that's how you should fall in love, fall in love, fall in love. And when you fall in love, you become abandoned. You see, that many of you are not abandoned to what, I mean, I'm just using myself as an example. I would say, you are not abandoned to it. You are not just there. You, are, you have your mind. You have, you have a mind. You know, you may know the correct answers for the exam, but you still have a mind. Oh, yeah. That's why you can't get certain things. There's a place of abandonment. So, I mean, I can see how women can even receive the anointing more than men. Or even Benahin could receive the anointing more from Catholic women because he's not American and he was nothing. He was nobody. Nobody can receive. That night, the tape was playing like that. You should, you should ask yourself, why was I listening to that? Was I getting information? Why was I listening? It was the most comfortable environment for me to pray. It's with him talking. It was a comfortable environment for me to even to learn, to read. That is his voice and him saying what is you just say what he's saying. I enjoy it. And I said, maybe I'll get something, I'll hear something new that I didn't hear before. And as I, as I knelt down there that night, suddenly, in the mid- I slept. 
don't be surprised. Some of you, you don't fast. God can still anoint you. You sleep. God can still anoint you. You don't pray. God can still anoint you. You see, because God will break your regulations that you have set for yourself. I'm not saying don't. I'm not saying don't fast. Don't uh, pray and then what? Sleep. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, I'm saying, God has a way. And I fell asleep, and I, but I woke up again. 3 a.m. 2 a.m., 3 a.m. I just pray. Suddenly, something jumped out of the tape. Now you see. Jumped out and came in here. I felt it here. There are times I feel anointing on me. Sometimes like heat. Sometimes I just run, I just pull back. Sometimes I don't know why. I can actually feel, you know, like a part of some parts of my body start to burn. Oh yeah. I don't know something. I don't know why. I don't know what it means. But I just feel like sometimes I just feel that anointed. And sometimes I actually feel somebody is in the room with me. The the first time that I started, I was in Scotland. I woke up. I knew there was somebody standing at the bed, and the Lord told me something that I should never do, which I can't tell you. Because if I tell you, you can't understand it. I can tell a couple of people, but you can't hear it, so I won't say. I was in Scotland. I flew on Scottish Airways to Scotland to go preach to white people. Huh? And I knew that he was in the room, and he spoke to me. Yeah. Are you there? Something jumped out of the table. I was kneeling down like here, and the feet was on the corner there. And then a voice, a voice said in the room, from today, you can teach. Meanwhile, I teach every week. (laughs) I'm teaching every week. I have a group, a church, a church called Lighthouse Chapel that I teach every week. And the voice said, from today, you can teach. I had been plowing. I had been fighting with people. Issues in the church. That year, I had already sacked my assistant. I've just started without anointing. Without anointing, I have sacked my assistant. You don't have anointing, but you are still stuck to your assistant. So it's like I have a sword. I'm the, I'm the fighting kind. No anointing. And the class was in the classroom. And I have the strength to sack a fellow medical student, my classmate, who was my right hand man. I said, You go from today, go. I'm ready to fight. I have already been excommunicated from Calvary Road for starting the church with a letter, not with a mouth, with a letter and signatures of about 15 people excommunicating me. (laughs) And I'm still doing the work that I'm doing. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? The sword plowing, no anointing. 
sword, plowing, working, following. And the mantle comes. Even that one is for service. Serving. Serving. But there is a day, and I, I just pray for you, that you will hang around long enough, fight long enough, struggle in this thing long enough for you to see that day. Now what did the Lord tell me? From today you can teach. And what is it the anointing that I'm floating on now? Is that teaching that That's why he invites me to places. The place that I'm going to, the, they use my books to teach in their church. Pastors use my books. They use them to teach. Even then, I preached, I preached, I preached in Malaysia. Afterward, the pastor said, this is the most balanced preaching I've ever heard on healing. He said to me, you should write it in a book. I've never heard a teaching that is so balanced on healing. Because there's a way you preach about healing. There are different ways to preach about healing. Especially in, in a church where they have been there for a long time and they are, a lot of people have died. In the church. <laughs> a lot of people have died in the church and you are coming and you are saying certain things. It, it makes the pastors look as if they, are, they don't have anointing. Until now they have been burying their members. When the members get sick. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Let the cold air come for some time, brother. No, it's not coming. Let it come properly. This section are sleeping. Are you sleeping? All those who are sleeping are not called. You are not called. You have no interest. Yearning, loving, abandoning. Do like this and receive. Do like this. <laughs> Yelling, loving, abandoning, receive. You understand the message? In fact, it is this one is rather abandoning. Hallelujah. Oh, battle to see the day, please. Don't forget. Okay, now, let's start. Have you got one battle? The battle for the day. Number two. Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah, Elijah said to Elisha, Tarry ye here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. Now, everybody turn to your... You know Gilgal? These are places you ought to know. You want to look at your map? 
Before you look at your map, let's talk about Gilgal. Let's talk about Gilgal. What happened? We see now, now there is a journey, a strange and mystical journey that Elijah and Elisha went on. The journey was from Gilgal all the way east, west to Bethel, all the way back to Jericho, and then across the Jordan. And then when they crossed the Jordan, then he said, look, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Say it. What do you want? Are you there? So, I do believe that this strange journey represents a mystical journey towards the anointing. It's mystical. And you must delve into it to find what mystical journey is the Lord, did the Lord take Elisha on that he survived to get to the place where he saw the double portion. First of all, he was Originally, where was Elisha going? When he, when he had the double portion, he crossed back the Jordan and went to another place. So, it's like they were just moving. Just moving. There are movements. And, I mean, movements that have no clear plan. Why? We Are we children? And when you look at the map, Gilgal is the first place when the Israelites came and they crossed over the Jordan. You see, I told you they came, this, this Egypt is here. So they came all the way down Sinai. Then they came to this side. Then they crossed over Jordan. When they crossed over Jordan, the first place they came to was Gilgal. And they come there. And Bible says that when all the people heard how they had crossed over Jordan and they camped at Gilgal, all their hearts melted. So Gilgal was the place where they landed first. It's the first stage or first step. As you go on your mystical, everybody say mystical journey. And at each point in the mystical journey, Satan will like to remove you from the system. Tarry ye here. Huh? Wow. Now, the first thing that I want you to see is that um, the first thing that I want you to see is that when God is sending you on a journey, make sure you finish the journey. If you don't finish the journey, you are foolish. You see, I, you see, I told you not to come because you think I'm insulting you all through that the meeting. Try to finish the journey. 